Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. This is podcast number 161. I am your host, David Palermo. Just doing a quick wrap-up show of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills playing together in Arrowhead Stadium. And um, just want to get it started. If you don't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Overcast Radio, TuneIn, if you use the TuneIn app. Also, don't forget, most importantly, Grandstand Sports Network. Let's keep the gears grinding. Um, big things going on over there. If you don't know already, it's a great sports radio station. Throw it on, GrandstandSportsNetwork.com. Press play. And if you want to go deep with good coverage, Lockdown Bills is the real deal. So follow them along, too, for great Bills coverage. And any other podcasts that have Locked On in the franchise tag, you know it's legit. So proud to be a part of Grandstand Sports Network. And uh, also, don't forget PunchDrunkSports.com and PunchDrunk Sports Podcast and Podcast Network. Uh, we cover the Bills for that network exclusively. So shout-out to PunchDrunk Sports. If you don't already, subscribe to them on iTunes. Great podcast. Um, three comedians, Arch Fear, Sam Tripoli, and also Jason Tebow from the Red Zone channel on DirecTV. And we had him on a few podcasts ago, hoping to get Sam Tripoli on soon, and was told to reach out to Arch Fear from my friend Mike that he'd probably do it. I don't know. So, that said, the Bills just came off of a victory. It's just me solo today. And um, thank you to everybody following along. It's been a very weird season for me because I was not stoked at first on uh, really this coaching change thing, um, but it needed to happen with Rex. Uh, but I'll say, um, you know, the Bills get into a five and five record, giving up 135 points in three games. It was pretty. Um, it's pretty heartbreaking, you know, because you think it's all over. And, you know, if you didn't hear the podcast with Kevin Masseri and I a couple times, uh, Nick Papp from the Red Pintle Tailgate, Mike Smitty, our fantasy guru. Um, I, I mean, we even had uh, Jamie Kreider a couple podcasts ago who was in L.A. at the Chargers game. And, you know, it just felt kind of hopeless. And here we go. The Bills beat the Chiefs. And the Bills haven't beat the Chiefs since I can remember. If I'm not mistaken, I did not look into it. I don't think the Bills beat the Chiefs since Chan Gailey was the coach. Because I remember Chan Gailey knew the personnel over there because he was with, uh, was it Wizenhunt? Was that the coach? Or was it Todd Haley? And he used to work for Todd Haley? I don't remember. And Todd Haley fired him. I don't remember. Um, but... And when an Arrowhead Stadium should not go, I don't care how what you want to say about the Chiefs this year, okay? You could say dumpster fire, whatever, but Alex Smith has beaten the Bills a few times. And Alex Smith is kind of a pain in the ass. And Alex Smith, he plays with a lot of heart. You know, did he have some error throws today? Yes. And, uh, okay, so some stats if you want me to back that. Alex Smith was uh, 23 for 36 with 181 yards, a passing touchdown. And, um, you know, the entire time it's like you wonder where Travis Kelce is in the first half. And 
that is a guy that must have went into halftime and said, get me the rock. And next thing you know, Travis Kells ends up doing all right. And it's kind of a thing where, well, did you guys forget about him? Or like, uh, hello, you know, uh, this guy's kind of big. And I got to say, Lorenzo Alexander should not really be in in, in coverage. Uh, I felt like Shaq, you know, if I want to transition here, as I transition to nothing, um, it's like, you know, you got Travis Kels there, three receptions, 39 yards. If I'm not mistaken, they're all in the second half. Uh, I thought the defense showed up today for the most part. I mean, the, the rushing yards alone, if you're just looking at the box score, the Bills' defense showed up today. They really did. I got to give them credit. 19 attempts for 55 yards. And I have Kareem Hunt, okay? And I that is my pick in fantasy football. If you've been tagging along some of the fantasy football podcasts, I do a mic. We had a running inside storyline kind of thing you'd want to say, uh, which is he offered me Thielen from Minnesota and another dude for Kareem Hunt about seven weeks ago. I'm like, get out of here with that crap. You're not getting Hunt because Mike is always up to something. I don't trust him. I love Mike. He's a good dude. But there's something in it for Mike, okay? So if there's a plenty of heads up, I'm sure Mike might grab it from underneath my seat. And so I'm kind of like weary. But really, uh, you know, Mike said it. Kareem Hunt is going to, he's going to end up going downhill. It's just a matter of time. And he did. And for me, I had David Johnson as the number one pick in a 16-team league. Yeah, 16 teams. So I was riding out Kareem Hunt, and I played him today. And I, I would always trade my teams out of it anyways. I think I'm actually five and or four and six for a record or something stupid. Um, or maybe five and six. So I'll be real with you. I'll always take a, a real team win. Oh, I would say obviously over a fantasy win, but some people won't, which is okay. That's your prerogative. But I, I love sports, and we live and die by our team. So I thought the Bills defense really showed up. Uh, they they ended up doing pretty well. Um, I thought when their back was against the wall because the Chiefs were only two for thirteen on third down and zero for one on fourth. Uh, I thought the crew, the refs, were a little bit weird. Um, I had a couple notes. You know, obviously for the Bills, the EJ Gaines fifteen yard penalty thing when a ref runs up and goes, "Hey, uh, what what are you talking about?" Oh, I'm just calling it anyways. And next thing you know, and some callers called in a WGR. One caller was the best caller. He goes, "Does something along the lines of, does that not mean it's fixed? You know, like Vegas calls down. Hey, we have to, like, I don't understand. I really don't understand how that, the flags are out so quick. So quick for a helmet with the helmet or something like that. And it's like, guys, you have a jumbotron. Just poke your head up there or... Review it real quick. It, this is ridiculous. And that one play, if it was for Trey White's interception to seal off the game, I mean, you're looking at a uh, you're looking at a at, at a play where I'm sitting here screaming about the refs again. And I gotta say, Alex Smith, Milano hit Alex Smith in the first half um, out of bounds. Okay, and they spotted him a, a yard back. Alex Smith. I always thought that if you crossed. I always thought that the, that the plane 
always went through. But that must be the goal line might be the only one where the plane is extended. I really got to read the rule book. Um, I had a tweet sent out to Mike Pereira, and it sounded like garbage. I was like, NFL is trash. Yeah, and I forgot to even put the call I'm talking about. And I was too lazy to type another one in there. But I'd like to know what the rule is because I'm not trying to not be a Bills fan here, but I would like the refs to make the proper calls. Um, And I thought Alex Smith honestly got the first down in that run where Milano clocked him. And shout out to Alex Smith for playing kind of hard, you know. Say what you want about him. He he has his ups and downs. Uh, I like that Andy Reid stays with him. And uh, it's a common theme. Andy Reid told him that he would be the guy when he got to Kansas City. And uh, what do you know? You know, coach works within his strengths. And don't sleep on Alex Smith. I remember, was it last season? Or the season, I think it was last season where Alex Smith, oh, he doesn't throw deep. He doesn't throw deep. Played the Bills earlier in the year last year. And he just threw it over Gilmore all day. Oh, It was awful. Maybe it was last season or the year, season before. But he didn't. wasn't known for throwing deep, and I don't know what to expect with an Andy Reid team. But I will say that the defense looked honestly, uh, you know, pretty, pretty promising. I mean, Kansas City only had 236 yards. But what does that say about Kansas City? Because Kansas City is not a good team this year. So the Bills, in a way, beating Denver is good for them. Beating Kansas City is good for them. And I'm just hoping that the Chargers honestly went out and Denver loses. Uh, Paxton Lynch has an ankle injury and I believe left the game. Um, and Kansas City, I mean, now you're looking at seven lost territory for some of these teams coming up. The Bills can control their destiny. Right now they're in the playoffs um, because Baltimore has not played the Texans yet, which will be, uh, you know, at 8.30 tomorrow night. So, which would be Monday, if if it's past Monday and you're listening to this, we don't know. But as it sits right now, the Bills are a half game ahead. Okay, somehow the Texans need to pull a a win out of the bunghole and beat the Ravens. But I will say, I was looking at the Ravens' victories, and and you know, week one the Ravens won twenty to nothing over the Bengals. Okay. Week two, the 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 Ravens won twenty four to ten against the Browns. Week three, they lost forty four to seven to the Jaguars. Week four, Steelers twenty six, Ravens nine. Okay, so you know you're kind of uh, all right. And honestly, if you just look out on the rest of the schedule, you know the Ravens beat the Raiders thirty to seventeen. The Bears beat the Ravens. The Bears are a dumpster fire. So I don't know what happened in that game. I'm not going back right now. I'm sure we'll find out. You know, check Lockdown Bills. Tweet them. Don't ask me. So, JK. But, uh, you know, the Vikings beat the Ravens 24-16. The Ravens blew out the Dolphins 40-0. And uh, the Titans beat the Ravens 23-20. And I don't know what to make of the Titans. I really don't know what to make. And then the Ravens just beat the Packers 23-0 without Aaron Rodgers. So it's like, I don't know what to think about the Texans, really. Uh, I mean, the, the status quo is, is frankly, the, you would think that the status on this thing would be like a 
Texas have no quarterback. What are they going to do? Watson's out. They suck. What else is new? They have injuries. I mean, that's a typical Texan storyline. And it's like, you know, I don't like to sleep on teams in the NFL. We're so quick to write off teams. And if you really break the the season up into quarters, um, I, I think... I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of games left. You know, there, there's five more games for the Bills. And the Texans always seem to kind of like limp into the playoffs. I am so over it. You know, that their division is awful. The Colts just absolutely suck. You know, and, and it's just a, uh, you know, it's like the Texans... They have, like, some of the worst luck ever. And I don't know how much stock I can really put into beating the Ravens. I really don't like to depend on it. And it's just one of those things where I hate to say it, but I wish the Bills weren't in this position where I had to think about all these things and hope for things. And, hey, nice job, Carolina, for putting the Jets away today. You know, you want to look at your playoff hopes? Very nice. I'm pretty stoked on that. So, um you know, if you look at everything, I think the Bills control their own destiny. They got the Dolphins coming up. I don't know what they make of the Dolphins. I'm not going to sleep on the Dolphins. This team really has not proven too much to me um, yet. But I will say overall with this win, uh, I'm not being – trying to be scatterbrained here. I'm just trying to have like a, a, a conversation with myself, a little weird, um, about how the Bills can really build on what they did today. I thought Tyrod Taylor was relatively solid. And, uh, you know, I thought the first half was a lot different than the second half for the Bills offense. Um, so, you know, one thing that, kind of reared its ugly head was I thought the Bills coaches kind of dropped the ball a little bit at the end of uh, or in the second half I really thought that calling three you know runnish type plays there you know a couple gadget plays second half that on third down that you know the gadget plays are great when they work and I wanted to say, don't knock it. If we're getting yards, don't knock it, right? But I really do not understand when you need short yardage, right? Sometimes with a guy like Tyrod Taylor, you don't spread everybody out and and have them run out of it or have some short routes. You know, I just, I got to say, credit to Tyrod Taylor, he, you know, today he, he looked better he looked like he had more urgency his his internal clock to me looked very very good he, you know he tried to stay in the pocket one two three boom he it seemed like he went on the move and tried to find a passing lane and uh nice touchdown to zay jones by the way zay jones really really killing it i, I gotta give him credit you know uh gave him credit last podcast and a podcast prior to that because Hey, if I'm going to be hard on the guy, I kind of got to, uh, you know, give him some credit. So, Charles Clay, 
Also, four receptions, 60 yards. Zay Jones, three receptions, 33 yards. Jordan Matthews had a couple nice grabs for uh, 15 yards. LaShawn McCoy again, hitting the stat sheet with some receptions. Four receiving, you know, four receptions, 30 yards. Raw Dog O'Leary, two receptions, 18 yards. Deontay Thompson, just one. And uh, Tavares Cadet. Really want to talk about Tavares Cadet for a second. Where the hell has this guy been? Why is Tavares Cadet a, a, a free agent caught by, you know, I understand that when Forte was active, um, you know, they, they cut, the Jets cut Tavares, Tavares Cadet. Um, shout out to him, 28 years old, six years in the league, 6'1", 210. And, uh, hey, <laughs> I like this guy. This is... Man, we, we like Jonathan Williams. We, we like what he brought to the table. We like what Mike Gillisley brought to the table. But, uh, you know, I got to say, this kid lays the boom. You know what I mean? He really lays guys out. It, it almost reminds me of, like, a little bit Adrian Peterson-esque, like, I, I'm not going down. And he tends to find his vision um, – is very solid. He's he seems very north south, like a Fred Jackson, but can catch some more balls. And I, if you were to tell me he was a wide receiver first, I I would not believe it. And uh, one of my favorite things about watching a guy like Percy Harvin at the receiver spot was once he had the ball in his hands, he ran like a running back. And uh, Travis Cadet is. Definitely, I think, going to be an X factor, and there doesn't seem to be a drop-off when he's in. Now, again, I said it before. I'm not going to pile on Tolbert because Tolbert was asked to be in a position that she shouldn't have been in. That's coaching. That's not his fault. He's a solid dude, solid player. Honestly, he really is. So uh, I will say I had a bunch of notes today, um, and especially in the first half. And um, So I want to go over the Bills – the Bills' uh, offense really held on to the ball a lot longer. And it's like one thing I look for in a team I was talking about last week or last podcast is what what can we move forward with to build off of here? And, you know, the Bills' offense ran 68 plays compared to Kansas City's 57. Um, they didn't light up the stats as far as total yards, just 268, you know, but Tyra Taylor, 19 for 29, 164 yards. But you want to know something that I liked is second quarter going into it. Um, Tyra Taylor had, uh, you know, he had a nice third and 15 throw to Zay Jones, a double coverage. Okay. That wasn't, wasn't caught, you know, but. To see Tyrod Taylor try to make that throw tells me he's working on it. And what was cool is in the second quarter, Tyrod Taylor already threw about 13 times. And I thought for Tyrod, that was, you know, that was kind of nice. It was early second quarter. And, you know, we're looking for, I was looking for something for the Bills to be balanced, right? And I don't think the Bills played out of their mind. I felt like the Bills played like a team today. The special teams I really couldn't complain about the special teams. Really couldn't. You know, good good punts. Uh, one bad punt. But, you know, just solid coverage. Uh, I believe the 
Chiefs started on like the 14 or on the 9 and then on the 14. To, you know, the Bills had a bunch of three and outs today. It was the Bills defense, I should say. Uh, it was like a total team effort. It wasn't really like one guy stood out. LaShawn McCoy had, you know, a few nice plays. Uh, really nice, nice catch from uh, Tyrod Taylor and uh, or McCoy, you know. It's like earlier in the game, I'm trying to find my note about it. Um, Bills drive one, Tyrod to McCoy, dump, slant over the middle. So it was nice to see the first drive. I believe it was third down, was it? And uh, it seemed like Tyrod Taylor knew something I've been looking for is Tyrod Taylor knew that LaShawn McCoy was going to leak out and end up to his left side. And Tyrod did not even stare him down, did not look for it. And next thing you know, he hits McCoy in space. That's something Kevin and I talked about is using these guys to their best, to, to their strengths. And I thought getting guy getting McCoy in space, they tried a couple more cute things. Um, you know, Charles Clay showed up at, at some opportune times. And he's such a solid guy because, man, I got to say, Tyrod kind of threw it in a spot one time where he, Clay got clobbered and, and, and dude's a tough guy. Got to give it to him. Um, so, you know, I thought that Tyrod Taylor had some, I'm not trying to, you know, show too much Tyrod love, but I thought especially in the first half, he came out with things that I wanted to see. In the second half, I felt the offense faltered more in the coaches. Honestly, it's just very conservative play calling. Um, I don't understand, you know, so, some guys, they just can't block. The, the techniques are off. Nick O'Leary had something I thought at least he looked on the TV earlier in the game, which was just blowing up. I think Houston went right by him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it, I'm kind of concerned about the offensive line again, you know. But Tyrod Taylor bought some time strategically. And I will say I do like that, especially in the first half, you had two plays. Um, LaShawn McCoy to the left side. It's like follow 64, first down. 10, 11-yard run, right? Next play, he gets LaShawn McCoy, gets another seven yards off the left side um, of the line. And don't get me wrong, they were stuffed on the left side. Probably uh, not not as much as the right side, but the right side of the line, I still I still don't understand what's going on there with the run game. It could be better. But again, it's like the Bills' offense today was able to sustain some drives and not just have constant three and outs. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it, it was very, very, very balanced. You know, I thought when you look at everything as far as time of possession, the Bills had the ball for 33 minutes. You know, that's not bad. It really isn't bad. 17 first downs, nine passing first downs, six rushing first downs, and two penalty first downs. So um, I think the Bills have something to build off of. New England is coming up next. Uh, kind of ironic with the Trey White interception being that we have the Chiefs pick and that was the guy we traded back for with the Chiefs pick was Trey White and he almost gets a pick six but look what do the Bills got to work on here about to wrap this up these are just some thoughts going through my notes um hmm Bills are together I guess that's what it seems like McDermott's trying to say at his press conference in my notes here um you know, the locker room, they hang together. McDar- Mc, you know, McDermott says uh, pretty much heart, character, and integrity. Appreciates their leadership as far as the players. 
And uh, I thought it was interesting seeing today Eddie Yarborough starting over Shaq Lawson. Uh, Shaq Lawson has a problem getting to the edge. He, he needs a class in geometry or something. Um, I don't understand what these guys are asked to do sometimes. By the way, Jerry Hughes looked alive. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Um, Lorenzo Alexander, again, in my notes here, had a, had a nice, nice stop. Um, so... I mean, things to look forward to, the Bills tackled well. I really thought they tackled well. Maybe I could be wrong, and the final box score I don't think is out for missed tackles. But uh, I will say, well, I'm sure we'll hear about it, but the Bills defense actually stepped up, and the Bills defense saved the team because, hey, here we go. We got guys, all right, how are the Bills going to blow this one? And, you know, first half, the Bills had 13 points. Second half, the Bills put up three, and they lay an egg in the fourth quarter for points. That's unacceptable because, really, you know, when we want to bag on Tyrod or the running game or all this stuff, it's we're not in the booth calling the plays. It seems like in the second, it seems like in the second half, Andy Reid made some adjustments, and the Bills' entire team just kind of held on. Does that make sense to you? So the Bills squeezed us out. Trey White, thank you. Nice interception. Uh, Jordan Poyer is very solid. Also, Micah Hyde, very solid. Uh, he had a big, he pretty much made that one third down stop near the end of the game. Um, so, um, gotta say, some of the play recognition from these players today was great. Um, so, shout out to the Bills team for doing a wonderful job, getting the Bills back on track. It's nice to have something to build off of. The Patriots are coming to Buffalo. And, um... Frankly, any given Sunday, support your team. Let's see what they can do. I would like to see Tyrod Taylor rolling out a lot more. Um, I do like seeing guys stepping up now. You got Zay Jones. He's as good, as dependable as you can be. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to what can happen against New England. I think Tom Brady... Could have a field day, but you know what? If you watch the clips, I was listening to the John Murphy show today. And during halftime, you know, I'm just watching the highlights and uh, of halftime. And it's just showing Tom Brady getting knocked around. And it's like his head. Every time he gets hit, it's just almost on like a string right at a ref. And, you know... It's cool when you have franchise quarterbacks because they get those calls, right? Oh, they get those calls. They get those calls. Well, that's all nice and dandy. But when you have coaches and and who don't have enough practice time with their players and an ever-evolving world of social media and even more distraction and more egos and, and stuff to go around here between coaches and players and the front office and all that stuff, you know, everything's under a microscope and in and, and a microwave. I don't think these quarterbacks should get any calls these old timers. I really don't. And I'm not saying Tom did or not. I'm just saying, you know, Philip Rivers gets a call that say Dak Prescott doesn't. Um, I watched that firsthand. You know, a couple pass interference calls back to back on one drive for the Chargers. You know, so um if you want to create parity in the league, you know, there's there's no farm team for these quarterbacks to ever try out any games, really, right? So they got to face live bullets while, hey, your team could be tanking. 
you want to see what your quarterback can do. Meanwhile, you got veterans who almost retired. And it's a situation that I want to be, be in, right? So what I like to see from this team is uh, really just something to build on here. And if things can just, if the Bills can just control what they can control, put a competitive fight up against the Patriots. I mean, if the coaches can scheme, you know, please, by all means, let's see what can happen. It looks like Bill Belichick has the Patriots back on track. You know, they just pretty much throttled down on the Dolphins. And I don't know what to make of the Dolphins. The Bills haven't played them yet. Honestly, I'm not going to sleep. I, I can't say the Bills are going to be anybody. You know, you can say that the Chiefs were a really bad team. Here I am praising the defense and the offense, you know, for whatever. You know what I mean? But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make really of this Chiefs team. I don't I don't know to make a lot of things. I do know that if the NFL wants to get some things straightened out, you got to have more parity in the league. And really get the calls right that's number one uh, people are people are, are are too smart and enough is enough get the calls right these vets can't be getting calls tom brady should not have a habit of staring at a ref it's absolutely stupid because all that does is it makes it so that another organization can't come to fruition because hey you know what stupid call after stupid call after stupid call manipulates the scores right I don't know. Next thing you know, coaching staff gets fired. I can make the case for you. I think I did on podcast earlier that Lovey Smith went ten and six, right? And I believe that that was the replacement ref year and that controversial. If I'm not mistaken, was it the replacement ref year, Lovey Smith? One year it was like a controversial call that ended one of the Bears game, or, or somehow it worked out. As I ramble here, where. A team within the division would have had a loss, would have sent the Bears to the playoffs. But because of a bad call in one of the games early on, you can make the case that the Bears didn't make the playoffs because of that call. The Bears went 10-6, and six and Levy Smith and everybody is just fired at a 10-6 and six record. And that team has been dog shit since. So it's just kind of, uh, you know, Things just got to get fixed. Let's see some parity in the NFL. Let's see quarterbacks and, and receivers and, and everybody just have a clean slate. These guys getting calls because that's who they are. It's like, yeah, we get it. Tom Brady pays the bills. But you know what I get? It's go through who's been in the Super Bowl as far as quarterbacks. It's kind of disgusting. You know, it, there's no parity in that. So... I don't know. I don't know why I'm rambling about it. I guess it's just I'm seeing everybody on Twitter just going wild today over refs across the league. And, and today, you know, there's a couple calls. EJ Gaines, alleged personal foul. 15 yards. Come on. The, the, it, it's a 100-yard field here. 15 yards in that crucial moment. You can't look up in the fourth quarter. Kansas City's possible last drive of the game to win it. And you can't look up in the fourth quarter and and at least have a conversation that maybe you shouldn't call that and pick up the flag. But no, we got double chin out there deciding that he's not doing it. It's almost like the men's league hockey I play. 
But sometimes the refs, when it's like a blowout, they don't call icings. They don't do whatever. And then it gets a little chippy. So, okay, go Bills. I don't know why you're still listening if you're still here. Uh, I'll be back this week, possibly even Monday, Tuesday, with the podcast with somebody to talk to here. Um, just want to say I'm pretty excited for the Bills right now. They played a balanced game. Wasn't great, but I thought situationally the Bills did all right. I can't really complain. The de- Yeah, you can say, well, the defense saved them and the Bills offense sputtered. Well, hey, Tyrod was Tyrod if you look at the stat line at the end of the day. But I'm looking at Tyrod looking at the deeper reads downfield, letting routes develop, having a little bit. He's got a lot more. Uh, he looks more like a quarterback to me that you want to see a quarterback in your team. I-, I thought overall, especially in the first probably half of the game, the Bills' offense seemed pretty balanced, and I, and I had no problem with it. Sustaining drives, getting that defense a break to gather their thoughts. You know, take some take some water in there, okay? Eddie Yarbrough looked nice today. Some good stuff. The safeties, as always, just showing up to play. And, uh, you know, so there we go. Bills make it happen. Bills win. Alex Smith kind of, Alex, you know, had some errant throws today. But whatever happened, hey, I'll take it. If the Bills got lucky or not, I'll take it because you look back at the Patriots, they have a killer record, right? Well, we kind of forget about those games earlier in the season every single year where they look like dog shit or they get a bunch of calls going their way, which people could argue, Texans, uh, whatever else. I've already gone down that rabbit hole for five minutes. So keep your head up. Could it be a loss? Sure against the Patriots, sure. But you still got to play the game. I can't wait to be at the Ralph. I mean, New Era Field. I mean, Rich Stadium. I mean, the cap. Whatever you want to call it. So, take care of Bills fans. Subscribe on iTunes. NumBillsFan.com. Whatever else. Get there. Keep it real. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Trying to make some posts over there, too. So, Punch Drunk Sports. Follow along. PunchDrunkSports.com. Best sports podcast ever, unfiltered, so don't be a little sensey about it. If you don't like comedy, I guess don't listen to it. Okay, so Grand Sand Sports Network, thank you. And uh, don't forget, Lockdown Bills, follow their podcast along. Nate Geary, Eric Turner, Aaron Quinn. Come on, good stuff. And and our favorite, Kevin Masseri. All right. I'm your host, David Palermo. It's been Numb Bills Fan Podcast number 161. And uh, look forward to hearing from you in a couple days. See you.